Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bryn, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. <laughs> well, oh my God, I can't even say that. Well, hello, my witchy poo. You did premature giggling. How are you? No apologies. <laughs> oh my God, I'm great. <laughs> we just we just spent so much time catching up, y'all. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, I just snorted. <laughs> snorting into the. Oh Jesus. Everybody's welcome. Uh, here we go. Okay, hi, Bryn. How hi. are you? I'm great. We are all caught up. We are ready to go. Oh my god, you guys. So, okay, I'm great. Be, Thanks for asking. This is going to be an incredible session. My elf is leading. I'm I'm riding shotgun. You are riding shotgun. And when it's going to be rock and roll. Here we go. All right. What What do you have to share with us? You know, um. I feel like I am constantly or consistently sharing um, what kind of grief looks like, feels like, sounds like in my own, from my own experiences. And 
um, that's why we're calling it, you know, grief continued, um, because I really wanted to share what happened this last Saturday. Um, okay. cause I think there's a lot there. There's, um, you know, I, I think the most important thing is, and in fact, you said it, cause I, we kind of, this is what we laugh about. By the way, our humor is weird <laughs> because we laugh about people who are kind of want, you know, it's grief to be over. I want to be over it, get it over with, be done with it, move on. And we laugh and like, good luck with that. Grief is with you, baby. That's so cute. That's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. I like how you want it to be done. But grief says no. Uh, So I was invited to speak at the New Mexico Alzheimer's Association annual gala. And that Mm. was just a few days ago. And uh, as you can imagine, as every, all of our listeners know that I lost my mom to Alzheimer's 12 years ago and a little over 12. And I'm telling y'all the grief does not end. You think like you could kind of deal maybe different, you know, maybe, I don't know, you can handle it better. I don't know if handle is the right word, but here's the thing. I've learned to give in to it. In fact, it's my witch who taught me just to give in. It's like, don't fight, you know, don't fight it. And so I didn't fight it. And I wanted to share the experience with y'all. I I love this, that you have come from fighting it to embracing it and knowing that grief is just the other side of the coin, the same coin as love. Yeah, it is. Right. It's the same. It's just the other end of the spectrum. That's all. But it's one side is embodied love in the present, in the physical, and the other is the grief of not having that. It's actually continues. You can't have one without the other. So when you reject grief, you're denying the love that continues. And so it's so beautiful how you've embodied that and are going to tell us the story about it today. And just listen to your crazy ass makes me like a little weepy. So thanks a lot. Um, so anyway, I was in, I was invited to, to speak on Saturday night and it was actually really, um, interesting because a lot of the folks in attendance, um, because it's such a big issue that every state region, city, community household actually has to face these days. Um, we had a lot of people from government that showed up to this because Alzheimer's is a big thing. Um, it's a huge thing. You know, it is something that the, the Alzheimer's organization is very much pursuing a cure. Like that's their whole thing. Um, they also want to help manage, help people manage what they're dealing with now, but they're really going for a cure. I made a lot of new BFFs. Um, and they're all like, could be my grandparents or parents, I guess at this stage. And they're amazing people that are involved in it. But I was asked to do it because of, the uh, nonprofit that I'm on the board and work for here in Santa Fe, which is the senior adult day center called Life Circle. So I was actually, it was quite a privilege. So um, here's what happened. I spent weeks writing my talk. And here's what's funny. They told me I had 10 minutes and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cute and all. (laughs) That's not going to (laughs) happen. Have you met me? <laughs> exactly right. It's like, y'all know that you say 10, I hear 20. And don't put rules and restrictions on me because I have a thing now. Don't give me a time limit. Limit. I'll be responsible. The other thing is don't ask to see what I'm going to say. Y'all just need to have some faith. 
And so they were great. They did. But I spent time, like I wrote it very actually pretty fast, um, the body of what I wanted to say. And then I spent weeks really thinking through it, adding, you know, that's the beauty of actually not being a procrastinator is it was so much better because I've learned that about myself. If I can write the body of it early, I can, you know, start to adjust. And the adjustments were good. Um, So, (laughs) but they were because I knew what I wanted to do. And so the whole idea of what I wanted to talk about was not the horrors of the disease. Well, yeah, everybody knows that. That's what I said to him. I'm like, I am not here to talk about the horrors of this disease. If you don't know what they are, you can look them up or you can ask somebody next to you. Um, But what I wanted to do was actually inspire people. I wanted to tell a story. And I started the story with the last time I'd actually been at an Alzheimer's event. And by the way, I hate the name Alzheimer's. I want to change it. I didn't say that at the thing. I'm just going to tell her. You all know now. <laughs> I, did not, I did not tell that name, by the way. Your name sucks. The name sucks. <laughs> and it was a doctor who I, I great, but change his name. Anyway. Um, <laughs> why so do you, you hate that? Why do you hate the name? Because I can't pronounce it very well. well nobody can. No one can tell it either. See, so. <laughs> that's, well, why do you think I don't like it? There, there you have it. <laughs> and they say there's seven, there's seven phases or seven phases or steps you know, when you have Alzheimer's and they only need six because the first one is it's normal. Like, why are you adding normal as a step? <laughs> you don't need to do that. It's like, y'all can't count for shit. Status quo. <laughs> yeah. Y'all can't count for shit. It needs to be six, not seven. Um, nice. <laughs> These were left off. The, off the, this was not mm. part of the finessing of the body of the no, work. Well, not the step things. I did say that at, at, at one point in the evening, but um, <laughs> but I wanted to tell I wanted to tell, I wanted people who have experienced it or are experiencing it to know that they don't have to come out of it broken Mm. forever. Because I would say that it's like, you can be broken for a while. That's okay. Yeah. Um, So I, I really wanted to structure this in a way where, because the last time I attended one, I'd already said, you know, 12 years ago in LA. And that night I talked about the woman um, who was being honored. And so I, you know, said to the the group, do you, you know, do you guys know who Laura Jones is? Because you should. And so a couple people, I think they were Alzheimer's uh, employees, association employees, Um, but I explained to them how Laura's husband was diagnosed with Alzheimer's when he was 50. Um, and they were actually newly married at that Mm. time and had a young daughter. I think she was about two at the time when he Mm. was diagnosed. So hard. Right? So hard. So Laura that night was being honored because of her fight in DC to get Alzheimer's included on the list of conditions under the social security compassionate allowances initiative. Y'all, I'm reading this off my computer because those are a lot of words. Um, but what just, is how crazy is it that you have to fight? For you have this? to fight. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, yeah. There's even sadly more fighting. But what happened when she did this? That it actually gave those with the disease expedited access to Social Security disability insurance and sup and supplemental income um, because her husband was 50, right? He wasn't 65. Yeah. He was. 50. Right. And there was yeah. no access 
to help them get through this. So Laura did that. Um, and so I started with, with Laura and, um, and then I talked because part of what, when I met Laura that night, and this is also, I, you know, as I tell these stories, I want everybody to know that I think these are really important because this shows how this woman made such a huge impact in my life in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. And I would never discount um, the impact you could have on other people or they can have on you. And that's a very important, magical thing that can happen in this world. It doesn't mean you have to be their best friend for the rest of your life, but they had that purpose, that moment in time to help shift you. And so Laura was one of those people because after she spoke, I, of course, I'm scanning the room, seeing where she was sitting. And I go up to her table and I, I squatted down and I thanked her for what she had done. And she looked at me and she grabbed my hand, which by the way, do that to people if they let you, if they're touchy feely, oh my God, you have all, you have my full attention. Um, and she said, who did you lose to this disease? Mm. And, um, my so, res- so compassionate. Oh right? God. Yes. It's like, that's so the graceful. other thing. So when graceful. It, so graceful. And I learned a lot from her. So when I was actually talking to people after the event, um, do you know how many people I hugged? Lots. Mm. And how many people I'm like, well, I asked them, well, who did you lose? Well, mm. tell me about them. Because Laura had said to me that night, well, tell me about her. Because I said my mom two weeks ago. Mm. So fresh, right? Mm. And so it gave me the opportunity to not only share with Laura, but to share with the audience more about my mom right? Because it was done in the storytelling fashion. And it was interesting because that morning when I was walking, um, I knew I'm going to jump around everybody. So you're gonna have to bear with me. So we're going to jump to a break. Oh, shit. We're going to jump to a break. (laughs) That's what I meant. I meant we're going to jump to a break. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. 
What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And welcome back. Where are we jumping to next, Mal? (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to jump back in time on on Saturday because I just kind of told everybody how I introduced, you know, my whole talk to this. Um, I'm going to tell y'all, it was the craziest thing. Um, every morning I go out and I walk Sookie and sometimes I'm on my phone one way or the other, either I'm talking to somebody or I'm listening to music and I decided to listen to music and it was like every single song that I was playing made me cry. I'm like, mm-hmm. what in the hell is happening to me? I'm talking like, I, I like, I reach back into like the archives of my music of my life and listen to Alabama. So if anybody knows the song, my home is in Alabama. Um, it starts out with um, drinking was forbidden in my Christian country home. So by the way, none of that was my life. I just really <laughs> love this song. And I'm listening to this and I have tears. I'm like, shit, what is wrong with me? Then I move on to some um, uh, Pitch Perfect soundtrack. Nope. (laughs) I mean, I'm like, I'm popping around trying to find something not make me cry. And every single thing does. So I knew that I was getting prepared for that Mm -hmm. evening. And as I was walking, and I know exactly where I was as I was walking. And I'm just like trying to, like, I mean, I couldn't even, I couldn't even sing to my damn music. I was so teary. And I remember saying out loud, um, I asked Jacob, my spirit guide, I'm like, Jacob, man, I need your help tonight to help keep my shit together. I cannot do this all night long. And by the way, y'all, 
Uh, whoever you think your BFF is, you're wrong because it is your spirit guide. <laughs> they will have your back for sure. And if you want to learn more about him, Brenda, aren't you teaching a class? I mean, I'm seriously, I want to break to this because yes. he is my savior. I love him deeply and he yeah. helps me. They are they are your core go-to team. Yes, uh, Eslin in June. Check it out, people. <laughs> I'll be okay. teaching, teaching spirit guide class. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it it's he has been so important to me. I mean, mm. I talk to him all the time. Um, yeah, sometimes he tells me not to help me with something because I think I get a little carried away. But <laughs> but mostly they're there to help. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he actually said to me, "You're getting a little carried away." <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we all know. Come on. Let's be honest, even y'all who've never met me in human form, you know exactly what my spirit guide is talking about. What did your mama say? <laughs> you go big, they're going to need to love you for it, or they're oh, not going to love you for it. Right, no, it was funny because, uh, uh, yeah, that is part of what some of the conversations I had after the event, they were asking me questions about mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, she told me early on that um, she was like, baby, not everybody's going to like you or love you. She was, in fact, most of them won't. <laughs> and she was like, she goes, you just be ready. That's just who you are. You're polarizing. Mm -hmm. The ones who love you will love you hard. And the ones that don't will do that just as hard. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, good. Um, so, Margaret, no, so no expectation. Seriously, very wise. I was so wise and so loving, right? Totally. Yeah. Because again, she knew exactly who I was the second I was born. Yeah. Right? Yes, she did. So as I was prepping, I, I was like, okay, I really, I got a little concerned. Right? I got, I got, like, I got to deliver this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I got to show up because yeah. my job that night was to help raise money for the Alzheimer's Association. Like I had work to do. Um, and by the way, I did that part fabulous. Um, there's, there's no doubt. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. My, my elf is always good with the mission. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. You just give it to me and I'll go wind me up and there I'll go. So, um, so I was really concerned though, but that's that grief continuing, right? And when you talk about it just being the other side of the coin, it's like, exactly, that's what it is because I knew. Um, look, I'm like getting emotional now. I knew that I was going to talk about mom and the best parts of mom which are most of her parts. Yeah. And, um, and I needed to be composed. Yeah. I did not ask Jacob to help me on the show. I didn't know I needed it. Um, <laughs> but it's real, right? Yeah. So I, so, but I wanted to share with everybody what they can become from this. What, because uh, so many people go through such tragic things for them. And tragic is defined on however you want to define it for you. Um, and I wanted to inspire people to take all the grief, all the pain, the brokenness, and direct it. So I told the story of Laura. I told the story of me. I told the story of... You know, it was, and I told him at the, at the, show, at the, uh, at the event, I'm like, okay, now we're going to get weird y'all. And I said, <laughs> I started seeing pictures of ghosts, I said, ghosts and photographs. And I said, and, and I, and it got a lot of laughs, by the way, when I said, 
And when I decided, I, I, I said to Suzanne, I wanted to, you know, do, I said, do a book. I didn't say write a book. I said, do a book because I wanted, I thought it would be really great to have like a coffee table book of ghost pictures. She's like, Baby, nobody <laughs> buys that shit. You need to write something. And I'm like, what am I going to write about? Right. And she goes, oh, you, that's what you're going to write about. And I, so I told the audience that, um, <laughs> can you believe it? It's a fucking coffee table book. Um, <laughs> and they were laughing like you were laughing because it's funny. It but funny. I told them I, that I said, I didn't even know that I was in a, in a, a journey through grief until I was about halfway done with the book. Like you don't yeah. always know, you know? And so I told them that story. And then I told them about Michael, who um, is our friend here and our contractor, by the way. And he's the founder of Life Circle, the senior adult day center. Oh, and yeah. Michael um, started that because uh, his mother had dementia and he had nowhere to take her for her needed socialization and his needed respite, right? Yes. The guy needed a break. A, he needed to work and he needed a break. He had nowhere to turn. So he went to the path of serving the community. And so as I'm talking through all of this, Amazing, um, right? That's just a, such an amazing service. Uh, uh, absolutely. And yeah. and so as I was, you know, um, talking through this and I and I introduced Michael, I'm actually pulling up my little thing on the computer right now. I hope I didn't open another file. Um, <laughs> I actually wrote here. This is funny. So this is where it gets really weird. That's where I talk about um, my ghost stuff. Um Hold on, I'm going to tell you all in just a second. Oh, so I ended up telling them, so I'm just going to read it. I said, see, I, I didn't want to talk to you tonight about the heartbreaking horrors of loving someone with Alzheimer's or dementia. I think you probably already know. And I said, I wanted to offer you hope. Hope that all is not lost. And if you feel lost, you can find yourself. Hope that surviving this does not have to break you or break your spirit. It can be the beginning of something else. And that something else is you. You can heal stronger than even where you began. The pain, the grief never goes away. I was very clear because I knew it. That's but true. it can be channeled. And I, say, I said, channel Laura and go the legislative route. She didn't want anyone to have to check into the poorhouse because mm. of this disease. I said, channel Michael and go to the community service route. He didn't want anyone to be without respite. I said, or channel me and go the storytelling route. I didn't want anyone to ever have to feel alone again going through this. And it's like, these are the ways that I was trying to inspire folks um, about what to do with that loss, that grief, and um, what comes with it. Because you, you know, uh, there's no one way, as we've talked about, to actually grieve, but there are possibly healthier ways than others. To do yes, right. and and you take the time that you need to be a mess in grief. But what you'll find is it helps your grief. It, it's when it's constructive, when it's time for you to be constructive, whenever that is. Grieving, grieving is messy. Life is messy, right? So how can grieving be different? So grieving is messy, and when you're ready, and you don't have to do it yourself. You just you can help someone else's effort. Like you, there's all kinds of ways to engage. You don't have to like 
have an original idea as these, you know, three individuals did. Like, I think that's really important to do what you can when you can. And I think grieving has become harder. And I even referenced um, somewhere in my talky talk thing about one of my new favorite and not popular movie quotes because their whole theme was like Hollywood nights or some shit like that in Albuquerque. <laughs> um, Cause when I think Hollywood, I think Albuquerque. Um, I think of the Sheridan North hotel in Albuquerque as I think of Hollywood nights. Um, so um, Suzanne and I had just um, rewatched a movie called boys on the side. Mm. And um, it, it was released in 1995 and it stars Whoopi Goldberg, Mary Louise Parker, and Drew Barrymore. And there is a scene in this movie where Mary Louise Parker's mother comes to visit in Tucson. And um, she's being typical judgy mom. And um, and like, well, you don't seem happy. You don't have a man. Blah, 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 you know, some moms can be. And her character, Mary Louise uh, Parker, looked at her mom and said, it's a life, not a hayride. And I actually <laughs> talked about that because so, so, so well, good. Yeah. But it's a great quote yeah. in 1995, and it, I think people should use it all the time. Is that it's it's because I think if you think about social media and in the news media, if you think about expectations that are set these days, be happy, be happy. Oh no, it's okay. Be happy. Da, 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 and be, be happy. and be perfect and be yeah. perfect and be happy. Yeah. And here's a picture of me in a yeah. filter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it soothes us. Like we don't yeah. encourage people to grieve. We yeah. don't allow them to grieve. We, you know, um, mm. we we don't, I think, honor at all grieving. Well, you have to be willing to be vulnerable to grieve, right? And that, that goes, that is contra-filter. <laughs> yeah, that is like anti-filter. Yeah. 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 So we're going to take a filter here in the form of a break. <laughs> We'll be right back. <laughs> Hilarious and weird all at once. <laughs> at Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. 
What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And welcome back (laughs) from our brand. And filter break. Our filter break. <laughs> Odd. Um, so love you. Just I love play. you so fucking much. Just play. You're just so play. awesome. Um, so, but, but the thing is, like, what you talked about was real. What you talked about was authentic. Speaking from a place of absolute authority uh, on this path, your version, not everyone's, yeah. no, right? Of and, and that kind of authenticity, it just tracks with people. I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure people wanted to talk to you all night long. Well, fun enough, they did. But I will. <laughs> I, I, I will report nope. though. I only cried twice up there, and I will tell you that when I paused for that, there were um, thunderous applause. Yeah. So it just gives me chills, right? right people, thunderous applause. We yes, we want to look good. Yes, we want people to like us. But the truth is, the bravery. And the authenticity is what everyone craves, mm-hmm. right? We know this. And, yet and I was <laughs> funny, so. Uh, <laughs> There's that. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Actually, it sounds fucking hilarious. Um, so I also finished, because um, when I talked about the hayride, you know, it's a life, mm-hmm. not a hayride bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a comment that I said, I would choose life every time over a hayride. And I said, primarily because you get hay stuck in really not impressive parts of your body <laughs> and, and you're usually drinking flat beer. And, um, and so I said to everybody, speaking of beer, which here's the funny thing, I 
I don't drink beer. I think it tastes like shit. But uh, <laughs> I have that bitter gene, you know, everything tastes super bitter to me. So anyway, um, I said, speaking of, of beer, I go, I will meet whomever for however long you would like in the bar across the hall just to talk. So mm-hmm. here's what's funny that happened. I couldn't make it across the hall. <laughs> you didn't keep your promise. <laughs> they No, I eventually went over there, but like people kept plopping down at our table and um, wanting to talk. And by the way, the thing was, the, there was the live auction that was going on at the oh, time. Yeah. Um, so do you want to go to Montana, by the way? Because I won the bid to have this place <laughs> in Montana. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's oh. sold a side note, but of course I did that. And um, it's awesome. It's a great looking cabin, but it's five bedrooms. So let's, <laughs> I'll go to Montana. Um, and, but these, the, these people kept sitting down, by the way, mm. men, women alike, um, mm. every color in the rainbow, every age, everything. It was fantastic. Mm. My, the one that made me laugh really hard though, was the woman that sat down and she goes, I need my daughters to write a book about me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> hashtag life goals yeah, yeah life goals was funny because i uh she said to me she was i just she was very sweet she was i loved yeah. what you said i Aww. loved what you said about your mother um and i found mothers approach me like especially oh, ones gosh. that have adult children okay. that come and um really appreciate you know that that i speak so lovingly about my mom and i even told the audience i'm like guys i'm 53 and i'm up here still shedding tears i'm like yeah. it does not matter how old you are love is love man like, it's just what it is. But she yeah. was like, I, you know, I really want to read your book and da, 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 da. And I said, you know, yeah, it's my journey through grief, grief. I said, but it's really a love letter to my mother. And I've always said this book was a love letter to always. my mother. Always. It's so clear when you read it. Oh, I'm, so sure she, I'm sure she just burst into tears then. She did. She's, she, yeah, she's like, now I really want my daughter's I, Right. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm not sure. In fact, you were funny earlier on because you're like, I'm not sure you could force them to do it. <laughs> yeah. Because this was not anything my mother ever asked for. She, in fact, oh my, my mother gosh. never asked for anything. She didn't. She never asked. Actually, she's never asked me of anything. Yeah. She's so classy. Oh, mm. yeah. And because she just got a kick out of me. Just like, <laughs> look at her go. Um, um, but I'll tell you that. The, um, I, I also wanted to, um, a big, like I had this all planned out, mm-hmm. had it all planned out to, you know, obviously what my talk was going to be about, not to the word. Cause I of course improvised lots and said insane things, but I also wanted the end and afterwards to be a time where I could give back the way that Laura gave to me. Mm. Yeah. And I needed well, and to do that. It. Yeah, yeah I needed to do that. I needed, like, I didn't need to be everybody's friend. That wasn't what it was. I, it, it, it's about a moment, you know, yeah. and understanding that that's what it is. And I gave everything of myself. I didn't get home till like 11, 12 o'clock that night. Um, mm. And I um, sat with all these really phenomenal, ph- did I say phenomenal? Phenomenal, <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, um, phenomenal people, um, that I would ask like, well, have you lost anyone or da da da? And I had somebody who just lost her mom a month ago. I hugged her four different times. Bless her heart. I mean, she was, and her mom lived in her her house with her in her home. She was her day-to-day caretaker. I met a young woman that her husband's uncle just got diagnosed and she was like, help me. 
Tell me yeah. what I need to do. And this woman, by the way, was like, uh, she had a doctorate like in molecular some shit. I don't think, <laughs> think the some shit is part of it, but the word molecular and doctor were. And there's really smart people in Albuquerque, just FYI, because of like the Sandia, all the research, oh, yeah. the nuclear oh, stuff. Crazy. Oh, yeah. There's so many scary. Yeah. And, and one of them is my cousin, Tom. But yeah, who brainy, was there? Brainiacs, brainiacs, oh, brainy acts. Yeah. But yeah. just to be uh, being asked, like, I don't know what to do. What do I do? And yeah. I'm like, well, tell me more about the situation. So it was like well, these also great the, conversations. The, the brainiacs are used to having all the, the, the solutions, right? So They're like, the practical give ones. Give, give me the problem. I will crush it. The, this right. is not that situation. You, no. you the, the solution is to be present and compassionate for yourself and others. Full stop. Like that's the solution because it, it, it's not solvable right now. It's not, but there was also fighting already going on on his mm -hmm. side of the family. You know, there's that kind of stuff. So, you know, we just talked through those things. Yeah. Uh, I had this really fabulous, fabulous lesbian couple come up and want to introduce themselves because Suzanne and I've decided we need more like lesbian friends here anyway. <laughs> so that was kind of out there in the universe, like bring them on in, you know, Red Rover, Red Rover, bring the dykes on over. So um, it worked. And um, did you cook that spell up before you went? <laughs> Red Rover, Red Rover, send the dykes on over. And then I blew the candle out. Uh, and then I twirled around four times. <laughs> um, that was what I did. Um, but anyway, it was, but it was, it was the kind of ongoing through the night people asking, but you know, the beautiful thing is they were asking questions because there were people from all over across the board there. Right. I said, there were a lot of, a lot of people from the state uh, legislature that was there. And um, there were Alzheimer's association people there. There were just people with a lot of money to donate were there. You know, sure. it would kind of ran the gamut. We had the Lieutenant. Which is, which is there. great because that's, Right. It's, it's an equal opportunity. If you're human, you can get this. Right? Exactly right. That's yeah. the, Oh, it is an equalizer for sure. Yeah. Um, and so it was just really great, though, to have these folks actually want the, given the opportunity to talk, you know, mm. just to be heard, to listen to them. And they were all huggers, FYI. So I obviously attract the huggers. Um, there were no <laughs> handshakers. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and but it was it, it but it's also though this was part of my healing too right, right? i mean I, I was i giving yeah i gave a lot in fact i did, couldn't even move the next day i was so yeah. fried yeah. from That's the what whole happens. thing yeah, yeah. yeah i gave i gave it all away so yeah. i needed to hang out and get it back um recharge recover yep totally had to do that and i yeah. totally go with the flow on that um watch some really good shows um, so, and petted my dog a lot. Um, so it, it's just, um, you know, I, I just think really what this is, is just another layer of what we experience, um, with our grieving and how, however many, it doesn't matter how many years it is. I mean, honestly, if you want to like put a clock to it, a calendar to it, it's actually been 22 years because of when I first saw that mo something was wrong with mom. Yeah. You know, um, and it comes back up and it is always and only about love. When I go do these things, when I talked about it, uh, talked about mom at like book signings and things like that, it was all about, it was just love. The yeah. reason I did the whole thing, the reason I do all of this is just about love and even for love of strangers. 
-hmm. you know, people I've never met and I don't need to meet. It's not what the point. The point is to, you know, offer that up to people, um, share as much as you can with them. And if they're around and if they want to hug, hug them, um, you know, just give them time and listen to them. Like what Laura did to me, ask him, you know, questions. I wanted to give that back. And also I wanted to process more of what I'm doing because in truth be told, I wasn't able to talk about this publicly for years because I right. couldn't be composed. And you didn't talk about it a lot privately either. No, I didn't. Right? Yeah, it's it's an important part of the broken process. I was broken. Yeah, it's a really important part. I'm really proud of you, Mal. Thank you. I yeah. did say that Humpty Dumpty may fall off the wall. And I go, but this Humpty Dumpty made a kick-ass omelet. <laughs> I'm like, that. yeah, <laughs> it's like you you don't have to yeah. live with the cracks and the scars and the band-aids. It's like, nope, I made something else. I made an omelet. Yep. And <laughs> just to encourage folks, you know, yeah. and, and I did. And it doesn't mean that I just don't feel. I mean, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. I'd still give it anything to have her well, next life, I guess. Yes. <laughs> nice. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for inspiring us and guiding us. Right, because our grief, while it all takes our own individual forms, it is unifying. And when we can share and be vulnerable and be generous with that, we can help others as well, just like you did today. Thank you, my witchy poo. And I will also tell you, I was not that person before. I wasn't an asshole, but I wasn't this. Yeah. And I like this better. Lovely. Margaret's proud. Thank you. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, our school is hard without the other side. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer, Joey Pat, and our executive producer, Maya Cole Howard, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides or shoot us a note at hi, H-I, at vibes.store. We want to know what you think, we want to know what you know, and we want to hear your stories. And remember, our school is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.